It's time for Carolina Blitz, the freshest coverage of Carolina sports and entertainment. Hosted by founder and editor-in-chief, Bash Ty Hurt. She don't play games. She covers them. You are tuned into Carolina Blitz, the radio show on ESPN 730 The Game. My name is Bash Ty Hurt. I am your hostess and founder and editor-in-chief of Carolina Blitz, a website, a brand dedicated to finding fresh and compelling news stories in and outside of traditional sports reporting and sharing them with you guys, the listeners and fans, in a way that is entertaining and fun. Hopefully you've been checking us out over the past few months, but if you have not, just to let you know, Carolina Blitz is a credentialed media outlet. We cover the Panthers, we cover Duke, we cover UNC, NC State, and more. So make sure you're going to carolinablitz.com and checking out our content that is updated daily. Now, we're happy to bring our brand to radio here at 730 The Game. And if you follow us, you know that we love the fans of the teams that we cover and the passion that we have. So we do things differently here each week. We will highlight you, the fans of the teams we cover, and have you on as a special co-host. So if you're interested, our DMs are open. This week, I've, I've been trying to get this guy on since like the beginning of the year, but he's a busy guy, but I'm happy to have Darby on with us this week. Proud South Carolina State alum. Darby, thanks for being on. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and then the teams that you're a fan of. All right. Well, uh, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Darby Bradley. Um, like Bash Ty said, I'm a SC State alum, very proud of my school. Um, when it comes to collegiate sports, that's the only team that I am openly rooting for. Okay. For everybody else, I am just a casual fan and a lover of the game. Um, as far as professional sports, uh, of course, I am going uh, with my hometown team, the Carolina Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets. Um, huge Panthers fan, been a fan uh, basically all my life. With the rest of my family being Cowboys fans, I'm the lone Panther fan. Ew, how did that happen? You know, I, it all started, I got um, the original Xbox, and there was a game, Peyton Manning's film cover, it was called uh, Blitz, I believe, and when I found the Carolina Panthers, this was probably about uh, 1999, 2000. And all I used to play with was them. Um, I was playing with like Rodney Pete, Chris oh. Winkie. Yeah, that's how, that's how I first got introduced to the Carolina Panthers was through them. And then, of course, like a year or two later, they went to the Super Bowl and I've been hooked ever since. Well, I'm glad you you came over to the Panthers side and not with that that other franchise that yeah. hasn't had any success in like a thousand years. Since I've been born, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Cowboys fans, they will hang on to that fandom. I don't understand why, but I respect that at least. It's been a long time for them to have that have had any like real considerable success and those fans are still tried tried and true. Listen, every year I hear it's their year. So <laughs> I am used to it. All right. If you're just not tuning in, you are listening to Carolina Blitz the radio show on ESPN 730. We're speaking to Darby and we're gonna hop into our discussion topics. Now Darby just said he is not openly 
a fan of any collegiate team other than the South Carolina State Bulldogs, and we respect that. However, here at Carolina Blitz, we cover some of these North Carolina teams, and there's a big game on the slate this weekend. Duke and North Carolina play uh, what was once a full five to six day buildup of like favorite memories and trash talk has been reduced to nothing. Literally, nobody is talking about this game. Uh, some even forgot it was happening. I know you said you forgot that it was even happening. Now, Thursday, Roy Williams and Coach K, they spoke about the lack of hype. And uh, this is what they had to say. Well, it'll always be intense because it's Duke and North Carolina, but you're right. Uh, uh, we have some wounds we're trying to um, get them healed and some problems we're trying to get fixed. It's trying to get better every day. And then all of a sudden, wow, we're getting ready to play Duke and we're nowhere near where we want to be. I know that part of it for sure. All I know is that if you're a Duke or Carolina fan, when the game's being played, it'll be really important. It may not be important today, but at six o'clock on Saturday, it'll be very important. <laughs> and and then the outcome will be very important to the, the fan base that wins because they can do all their stuff. All right, Darby, you aren't paying attention to the, well, coming up, I mean, you're a lover of sports, so of course you know about Duke Carolina, but what is it about this year that people just really don't care? So I don't know if it's, maybe COVID-related, the fact that both teams are really not as good as they usually are. But I, I think it might be a combination of the two. It's just I, I haven't been paying too much attention to either one of the teams, actually. Um, I've seen highlights here and there. But, uh, you know, Coach K had a great point. It, for them, it means a lot. You know, for those diehard fan bases, the winner gets bragging rights, and I think it, it means more to them than it does to, like, a casual fan like me. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, and, I, you know, I, I was always immersed in this rivalry. I had fans on both sides. Uh, I was a fan of one of the teams growing up. I'm not going to say which one. So Ooh. I'm... I'm very connected to this rivalry and I'm used to like a week of buildup, a week of trash talk. You know, I had even wrote, I wrote an article on carolinablitz.com. Usually we see that photo of Danny Green's nuts and Greg Paulus's face, you know, Gerald Henderson fouling hard on Tyler Hansborough, the, mm -hmm. the Austin rivers three, even last year's game where, um, where uh, Jones and, and Wendell Moore had that game winning, the Duke had that game winning run. Absolutely nothing, nothing this year. And I think it's because, like you said, I think people are preoccupied with things kind of that matter more. Like we are in a global pandemic and people are worried about regular and real stuff. And, you know, I think the game will be a reprieve on Saturday and yeah, people will care on Saturday. I think people will start talking about it on Saturday. It's just like no buildup. And it's not like a few years ago when Zion was playing and you had Zion and RJ and then you had the Duke team that had Luke May and um, uh, Nasir Little and Kobe White. Like those guys aren't playing now. And Duke and Carolina really 
aren't that good this year. This will be the first time that both teams will be unranked since 1960. 1960. Were your parents born in 1960, Darby? Oh, they were not. <laughs> See, that long. <laughs> so this is, there are so, there are multiple reasons why people just don't care about the rivalry. I care because I'm paid to care. And this is what we do at Carolina Blitz. But I think fans will start caring tomorrow. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing hopefully a good game. Uh, but it just doesn't, I mean, when you don't have the talent that you're used to from these squads and you don't have the success that you're used to, and then a global pandemic, you know, people don't care. And people forget, like you, that it's even happening. So Yeah. I definitely think um, there's a lack of star power. Uh, you know, Zion was must-see TV. No matter who they were playing, you were tuning in into the game um yeah the lack of star part this is a this is a bad year to have a bad year yeah uh, that's i like that a bad year to have a bad year all right if you're just not tuning in you're listening to carolina blitz the radio show on espn 730 we're speaking with darby proud uh uh i was about to say tar heels no not tar heels Proud Carolina Panthers and Hornets fan. Uh, we're going to talk some Carolina Panthers now. The ongoing question surrounding the Panthers this offseason is what they will do at the quarterback position. Matt Rule and David Tepper have been very clear that they want a quarterback who is able to win when the game is on the line. Teddy Bridgewater is 0-8 in game-winning situations this past season. Darby, what do you think the Panthers should do? So, I've been giving this a lot of thought. Um, obviously, I believe that going after Deshaun Watson would be the best thing for the Carolina Panthers if the price is right. Um, as our offense is currently constructed, we have uh, a top receiving core, one of the top backs in the league coming back, a decent line, definitely could have upgrades here and there. But like you said, when it, the game's on the line last year, we were 0-8 on game-winning drives. And if we had an upgrade at position, I believe we are a playoff so if it was me, I'm going after Deshaun Watson. I'm thinking two first, two seconds, and sending Teddy along with it. <laughs> so you give up two first, two seconds, and sprinkle in Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. And Is I it... know they, they were looking for a defensive starter. Uh-huh. I would see if maybe they would want maybe a KK short. An old KK short who hasn't been healthy? Uh, yeah, that's, I know he probably doesn't have the trade value that he once would have commanded, but I think in the right situation, um, you know, with him being healthy next year, I think he'll be motivated to at least perform for another two years. Okay. Now, three, some people are saying three first round picks is what it's going to take. Is that price too high? So if it's three first and a player, I don't think it's too high. Reason being is the draft as always a crapshoot. 
Mm-hmm. Sure, you can be like us and have a three-year run where you get Derek Brown, um, DJ Moore, or Christian McCaffrey, but then we can also get another Kelvin Benjamin or Vernon Butler. Yeah, or a Jeff Otai. People don't remember Otai. Yeah. Yeah, and you know Jeff Otai was was really good when he first came, but then injuries, yeah, came out, and you know that could happen to any pick. So I'm of the mindset of quarterback is the most important position on the field. If you don't have a quarterback, you will always be looking for a quarterback. Deshaun Watson is only 25 years old. I would send three first round picks for him. Would you sprinkle in Christian McCaffrey? That is probably where. <laughs> that's where you're drawing the line. It, that that's kind of hard for me, if, because you know Christian McCaffrey is a very very special player. Um, sure, he was hurt this year, but I I just like looking at him on game film. He has an impact, whether it's running the ball, catching the ball, being a decoy, like he helps other people. But like I just said, if you don't have a quarterback, you will always be looking for a quarterback. And I think it's easier to find a running back or a running back by committee that can do what Christian does than what uh, Deshaun Watson can do. Yeah, I think, you know, with that Houston situation, you got to look at what will be appealing to Houston. And if you're losing one marquee player, you kind of have to replace him with another marquee type player. And I know that Houston wants a player on the defensive end, but with as popular as Christian McCaffrey is, with his numbers pre-injury, I just think if you're trying to put together an offer that is most appealing, I would sprinkle in Christian McCaffrey. Now, uh, you know, I running backs come a, can come a dime a dozen, and they can, you know, you can kind of, we saw with Mike Davis this season that, you know, you don't have to be Christian McCaffrey to have success on this Panthers team. He had a thousand yards and he probably could have had more if they fed him the ball more. So I just think, you know, if, if, if the Texans want Christian McCaffrey for Deshaun Watson, I'm giving, I think that three pick three first rounders and Christian McCaffrey is a sweet enough offer where they should say yes. Now, would they? I don't know. What about that eighth pick? Now, would you rather you would you you clearly would rather them go after Deshaun? What if Deshaun says, all right, I don't want to go to Carolina? And there's been some speculation. Sheena said it on our Quick Blitz podcast last week that maybe Deshaun may not want to come to Carolina because of how Carolina did Cam. Do you think, do you think that you know? players are looking at that Cam Newton situation and saying, mm, I, don't, I don't trust how they did Cam. I don't know if I will want to go, go there. That's definitely something to look at. And um, as you know, I am a huge Cam Newton fan. And I definitely hated the way the organization uh, treated him. I believe he has been one of, if not the best player uh, for the organization history. Um, the only one to win MVP uh, took us to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, he's put up all these amazing stats with little to no help. 
So, yeah, I would kind of, you know, especially in Deshaun Watson's situation where he feels the organization now is portraying him, to see how we did Cam and Cam being a mentor of his, I could see him not wanting to come here unless we do something to reconcile with Cam. Is there anything that can be done to reconcile with Cam? I feel like it's going to have to be one of those situations kind of with like with Steve Smith, where while they're playing is we beefing like until Cam retires. I don't see I don't see him uh, and I don't see the Panthers really being able to write that ship. Yeah, I. You know, of all David Tepper's only been the owner for a few years, but I kind of get the sense he's not one to say that. Oh, I made a mistake by doing this. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Yeah, I definitely don't see anything happening soon where they say, "Oh, we messed up with Cam," or "We should have did more," or "Should have did something different." But after he retires, I definitely think, um, like you said, they'll do something like with Steve Smith, where they honor him, put him in the. Uh, you know, in the um, team Hall of Fame and all that. I think I honestly think they should retire his number. It's tough because number one is such like a, a a special iconic number, I guess, for players. Players like number one. Your number one pick likes to have number one. But the impact Cam had on this franchise, he didn't take him to the first Super Bowl, but he had the like. I don't know if any if there'll ever be another season as special as that 2015 season where they went what 15 and one and won so many games in exciting fashion. And Cam basically did everything for that team offensively and and was able to go to the Super Bowl. It was just, I, I can't see that being duplicated. And when you have, a guy who gave as much as he gave and was able to have the success that he had. Um, I wouldn't be mad if they, if they retired number one, uh, if you're just now listening, you're tuning in to Carolina Blitz, the radio show on ESPN, seven 30 talking to Darby out of South Carolina, proud South Carolina state alum. One more question about this whole Deshaun Watson thing. And we're going to move on. Do you think Carolina is appealing enough to bring Deshaun Watson here just the whole situation because he has a no trade clause so wherever he goes he has to agree to say okay I like this situation this is where I want to go this is where I want to win does Carolina have enough to entice a guy like Deshaun Watson to want to play here so I think that depends on what we give up um if there's a way we can keep you know our top guys um, and Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, those type of players, our defensive stars, I think there is. Um, on the defensive side, we're young, hungry. There's some stars in the making, and Jeremy Chan, Brian Burns, Derek Brown. I definitely like those guys uh, moving forward. Uh, Matt Rule seems like he knows what he's doing. Um, definitely excited about him as a coach and kind of culture he's building with the team. Then on offense, we got Robbie Anderson, who is um, who put up a career year in numbers, and DJ Moore, who I think is one of the best receivers in the league. Um, 
very underrated, I think, as a rod runner and with his strong hands and strong running after catchability. I definitely think it would be appealing to someone like Deshaun to be able to throw the ball deep, short, you know, and get um, a lot of yards. Well, we'll we'll see. I think it's appealing too. You know, I think that when that whole messy stuff where the Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins, that just wasn't a good look. And then the head coaching head coaching situation, there are reports that Deshaun wasn't after you pay him all this money and this is your franchise guy, you don't consult him about anything that you're doing as far as GM or head coaching hiring. Is that to me that shows a lack of respect. So I feel him, you know, Carolina will have to do a lot to entice him, given the situation with Cam Newton and especially that being his mentor. But I think there's enough to that if you insert Deshaun Watson, this team here would be, you know, a playoff contender. All right, we're going to go to Blitz or Block. That's a segment where we're going to pose a question to Darby and he's going to decide if he's going to blitz it or block it. Now, Shaq Thompson, Shaq Thompson said, made some comments yesterday. He was on the NFL Network. He was asked about the Panthers quarterback situation, which, you know, guys, if you're tired of hearing it, too bad. Like, we don't care. Like, this is what people are going to talk about until after the draft or until a, a, a spot for the Panthers quarterback is solidified. But here's what uh, Shaq Thompson had to say when he was asked about the um, – when he was asked about the Panthers quarterback situation. But I, I got all faith in Teddy. Uh, Teddy makes smart decisions. Um, he knows what to do with the ball. Um, and just got to build an offense around him. You know, uh, I believe in Teddy. Uh, Teddy has a good arm. He's smart IQ. And, um, and that's what I think, honestly. All right. Darby blitz or block to Thompson saying that the Panthers should build an offense around Bridgewater. Definitely have to block that. Um, I believe our offense outside of the quarterback position was actually really good last year. So I definitely have to block that statement from Shaq. I mean, what more does Shaq want? I know the Panthers need to solidify that offensive line, but build an offense around Teddy Bridgewater? Like, literally, outside of the O-line, he really was the weak link of that offense. I'm definitely blocking this. I don't know if he really meant that or it seems like he really meant that. And I'm like, Shaq, well, like, were you watching the same games I was watching? Because that whole build of offense around him, Teddy is a good guy. They say he's very cerebral, very smart, a cerebral quarterback. Uh, I don't know about the good arm part, but, you know, I, I, I'm kind of. I, he 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 had me perplexed with that one. All yeah, right. I think he's just being a good teammate. We'll we'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, maybe so. But keep it yeah. a buck. Like he could have said something that wasn't so. Like he went in hard for Teddy. Like, like yeah, he's our guy, and I believe in him, and we got to build around him. Like he could have said, well, you know, whatever. You know, I hear what he was basically asked about the comments that Matt Rule said about needing a winner in the uh, winner in the fourth quarter. And that was his reply. But I could he could have said, well, you know, you know, uh, I like Teddy. Teddy has been a good quarterback for us. But, you know, whatever, whatever the owners and and GM decide, that's what they decide. I don't know. I don't know if I would have gone that hard. He went hard. 
All right. When new Carolina GM Scott Fitterer, he said the team would be active in the trade market during his introductory press conference. Well, he meant it last week. Um, there was talk about the Panthers putting in an offer for Matt Stafford. Well, they did. In fact, according to reports, they were willing to part ways with the eighth pick in the upcoming draft to bring Stafford to the Queen City. Blitzer blocked that the addition of Matt Stafford would have made Carolina a playoff team. Mm, I would say blitz. I oh. think Matt Stafford is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater with a strong arm able to, uh, to utilize our talent at receiver. But I also have to block using the eighth pick to get Matt Stafford. I don't think um, you should trade away a first-round pick for a 33-year-old quarterback. I don't. I didn't understand that. That was a very aggressive offer. And honestly, Panthers were going to win that win that trade. Uh, Stafford didn't want to come to Carolina one, and then um, L.A. kind of sweetened the pot on their but on their end. But when Carolina was like, "Okay, we're going to give you that eighth pick," you know. <laughs> I guess the 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 Lions' ears perked up and said, "Okay, y'all y'all serious? Okay, we'll take that." Like, why? Yeah, I would not give up the eighth pick for a thirty-three year old. I'd rather draft a quarterback. All right, before we go, I have to get your thoughts on the Super Bowl. You have Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Who's your pick for Sunday's game? I'm going with the wonder kid, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Is that because you don't want Tom Brady to win? Is that is some of that in there? So I actually like Tom Brady. Ew. I, dislike, I dislike and like him. You know, I, as a coach, I love a winner. And Tom Brady is definitely a winner. Um, I like the Bucks organization. I like the fact that they um, that they saw what they needed in Tom Brady and went and got him. I like the fact that Bruce Arians hires people of color to give them chances in the NFL. Um, you know, it, being in the NFC South, I've always felt bad for the Bucks because they've been bad for. The Bucks have a Super Bowl and the Panthers don't. That that is true. And so they will be and their fans will be quick to remind you of that. That is also and my old barber, Boogie, down in Charleston is a huge Bucks fan. And I know if they win, he is he will not stop talking about it. And that's why I gotta go for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I hope. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs beat the brakes off of Tampa Bay. Not because I don't, I like Arians and I like the fact that he has a black coaching staff, not just like, like all of his coordinators are black offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator. Like that's what you like to see. And I think it's important for the league to see that coaches, black coaches at that level can and do succeed and and unfortunately and then not just that Eric being me on the other side with Kansas City but we're talking about Tampa Bay they're cool I like that part about them 
But my disdain for cheating Tom Brady is so high <laughs> that I ha- can't find it anywhere within my soul to root for them. And on top of that, the Bucks are in the NFC South. I would not like to see them get a second championship before the Panthers can get one. Absolutely not. I hope that Patrick Mahomes and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs go back to back. I think that'll definitely happen. I don't see um, the Bucks being able to stop that Chiefs offense. And the Chiefs defense is surprisingly good in certain situations, especially when the game's on the line. So I, I definitely like Kansas City over Tampa Bay. All right. Well, that is our time. Uh, thanks again to Darby for coming on with us. And thanks for tuning into our show. We're here on ESPN 730 every Saturday at 1030. Make sure you are following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search at Carolina Blitz. If you want to be a host, make sure you hit us up on Twitter. Our DMs are open. Keep blitzing.